while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Good evening. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. And I'm Chris McCarthy. 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat if you want to uh, chime in on the conversation. We think that you might want to today um, because, Chris, just kind of explain because so, you found this. Yeah, we've got we've got a, a really interesting night tonight. We, we have Evan Bielski, Lieutenant Evan Bielski from the New Bedford Police Department. He's the president of the union. He's going to be calling in at 8 o'clock. We're going to talk about um, the staffing some of the crime issues that are going on in the city, um, and a dispute that apparently is going on between the police union and the administration of the police department here yeah. in New Bedford. Uh, according to a post on Facebook, um, the police union is claiming that the administration is um, been cautioning the union about making public so many of the major crimes that are going on in the city. Um, those include things like there was a stabbing April 14th, there was an armed robbery April 14th, there were shots fired on that same day, there was a shooting April 18th, there was a stabbing April 18th. I mean, this is a very short window, Marcus, to have mm -hmm. a lot of these major violent crimes. And remember something, those aren't just allegations. There's obviously a victim. Right? Yeah. I mean... I happen to know, or believe I know, from my scanner listening, that um, one of the victims is a 13-year-old boy. And, and in fact, I believe that is the subject of a story that was recently written by Kate Robinson, I mean, moments before we came on the air, uh, about a juvenile um, that was uh, shot on Tuesday night. Um, so, uh, And also, there's another story on WBSM.com, and this is going to set up for our 9 o'clock guest that Tim, uh, Tim Weisberg had put together. Uh, you might have heard... And if you didn't, I thought it was a good opportunity to bring this back. But you might have heard Sean Oliver, the new Ward 3 city councilor. He called into Tim's show. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say, I like Sean. I, you know, he, he had a bit of a rocky start he with did. all that stuff. He did. But, I but he's like, bounced back. I like the effort that he's putting into it. Absolutely. I mean, he called. Remember, he, t he texted us the other night and said, hey, can I call in? Talk about neighborhood association meetings. And then he called into Tim's and talked about the city services app, which I think will be very constructive for people, especially people that, let, you know, call in during the mayor segment, ask about this, that, and the other thing to, you know, send that into the city services app. And so I thought it was important. If you didn't hear it, there's a story on WBSM.com that Tim uh, did a great job on. You can go check that out. It just probably uh, uh, appeared in your notifications if you have the app. If you don't have the app, you should download it, the WBSM app. But... Um, He's going to talk about that, and he's going to also, I, you know, clued him into this if he hadn't heard about it. I right. think he probably did, but if he hadn't heard about it, I said, hey, we're going to, you know, talk about this as well, this story as well. Another thing, um, I did text uh, um, Scott Carolla, the public information officer, the New Bedford Police Department, about this. I'm sure they knew what was going on. I was just asking for comment. He said he'd get back to me. Okay. Uh, you know, Tim's going to, Tim's working on that story as well. So, um, so we're, 
we're going to get this story is going to develop here on the air um, because we're going to get comments from uh, the police union president, Evan Bielski. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And if you want to have any conversations on this, you can at 508-996-0500. I also want to say, I think that, um, you know, I happen to really like Chief Paul Oliveira. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of conversations with him off the air, some on the record, some off the record, just in general. And I think he's doing his best with the resources that are available. Absolutely. You know, Marcus, as we discussed off the air, it's a city. Yeah. A city is going to have crime. Yeah. I don't feel unsafe in the city. Uh, I, I think most people recognize that you have crime in urban environments. Yeah. You, you'd like to prevent it. Um, I, I know that the the mindset of the New Bedford police is about impact players. Yeah. Um, if you can take someone off the street who's a major tornado of chaos, right? Sure. Who brings other people you know, to the dark side, if you will, whatever you want to call it, if you want to refer to it. You know, you're focusing on those things, things like that. But look, folks, we don't want to play um, hyperbole and we don't want to get people upset. But the fact of the matter is when a 13-year-old is shot, that's a story. Of course. Right? A 13-year-old person is shot. Yeah. Um, I believe it's a boy, but I'm not sure. Um, is shot and dumped at the hospital. Right. My understanding. Yeah. Taken to the hospital. The car had a blown-out window from the gunshot. So you're talking about drive-by shootings. Uh, I think the circumstances are still in question. Uh, I certainly was not a witness to any of it. But you have a 13-year-old shot sometime during the day, dumped at the hospital. Then they're driving away, blown-out window, pulled over by the detectives. Yeah, That's a story. Right. You know, it's a story in Boston, it's a story in New York City, it's certainly a story in New Bedford. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think there's always a tension in sort of maintaining a um, good public relations and saying, hey, listen, you know, New Bedford is a city and within a city there are inherent dangers in certain areas or uh, just for certain people. Right. And uh, there's a tension between that and... Um, you know, wanting to keep the, uh, and, and, and sort of not wanting people to panic and then just also wanting people to be informed of what's going on. So you, you we know that many of you out there are listening to the scanners. Yeah. Um, if we didn't flesh out stories for you, it would be a giant question mark and questions are not good. Yeah. They're really not. Right. Um, people, um, you know, look, when I was a kid growing up, there was a serial killer dumping bodies in my town. I still walked my dog at night. Yeah, right. I never thought it was going to impact me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I think that property crimes are, are the ones where, where we, we worry about. You know, some of, most people, you don't want to have your stuff stolen. You don't want to yeah, have your yeah. house broken into, your car broken into, things like that. I don't think many of us are worried about being stabbed no. or shot or anything like that. And statistically, if you are, it's probably the least least um, likely suspect is the person sitting right next to you yeah. is the one who's going to do it. Right. Okay? Just in terms of, I don't want to cause any domestic problems, but that's really where most of the stuff comes from. Right. Right? I mean, you don't get randomly attacked by strangers. Yeah, right. It, it is, generally speaking, someone you know and you, <laughs> you mouth off to, something like that, right? Yeah. So, but the other thing, Marcus, is we do know... 
They're losing police officers to area towns, mm-hmm. to other departments. There is a lack of people entering into law enforcement. Mm-hmm. There's another thing I've heard about, and we'll ask Evan about it when he comes on. Again, we'll have Lieutenant Evan Bielski, the head of the police union, coming on. They're, they're down on dispatchers. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we believe that's a regional thing as well. Yeah. That um, the people who take the phone calls, the 911 dispatchers, then they contact the police or the, or the EMS, the fire, whatever. They dispatch them. They dispatch <laughs> them. Right? Hence the title, you know, dispatcher. Right. Um, it, they're running into a, a shortage. Yeah. Now, that's a stressful job. Um, I don't think it's a particularly dangerous job. Although I'm, I, you know, I, I, I know that w- when I used to hire for dispatchers out of Freetown, I never think I ne- now again I go back a number of years, but I don't think we ever had a shortage. Yeah. Now again, the economy is different, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't know what they're looking for. I don't know training wise. I do know that Fairhaven was advertising for quite a while. Yeah. For dispatchers. They were, yeah. yeah. And I know there is a little bit of difficulty in the Fairhaven Police, de- I mean, the Fairhaven Fire Department with dispatchers, but I think that's one of the tensions there is that um, they have, uh, they're required to have a f- an actual firefighter do dispatch. And so I know for when they're particularly short, short staff, they have the chief, Todd Correa, doing dispatch over there. Um, I think they're looking to rectify that by changing that requirement uh, in the CBA. And there is actually a new firefighter contract that's been finalized. And so Selectman Chair Leon Corey is going to join me tomorrow to talk more about that. But, um, but yeah, so it, it, it is, you know, there is, a, there is a major issue of manpower for sure. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that there's very few problems that money can't solve. Yeah. Um, except that, yeah. what can you afford to pay? Exactly. Right? I mean, it's, it's it, you know, there, there are limitations. The taxpayers have limitations. The, the budget's very constricted. I remember, um, I think it was last year when I went to the mayor's budget pre- pre- presentation, and he was saying, basically, um, this, uh, this little tiny slit, he had the pie chart. This little tiny sliver is discretionary spending. Right. In here, if we were to lose this, all three libraries would be shut down, and, right. you know, and among other things, right? So there's always a tension with that as well. So it's a matter of, of allocating resources. But 508-996-0500, also take your messages on the app chat. Ben in New Bedford happens to love the tornado of chaos uh, <laughs> that you, um, that, that you would uh Stick around, I'll said. give you some more of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris is a wordsmith. That's why he's here. <laughs> so um, 508-996-0500. So yeah, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking with Lieutenant Evan Bielski. Um, and uh, this is an ongoing, I remember this being an ongoing thing, actually, even when I first started here about five years ago. And I remember our former news director, who is now with um, Howie Carr, Taylor Cormier, he had talked about uh, some of his difficulties sometimes getting a story together mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, there's the ongoing investigations part. We can't divulge too much, but then. You know, uh, I think a lot of people in journalism locally say, well, that's often used as a blanket statement to avoid making a comment on stuff. And so there's always been a tension here and really everywhere um, trying to get stories because the police department uh, does have, other than their public safety priority, also does have, uh, uh, I think, an obligation and even, you know, a goal to, to maintain good public relations as well. So oftentimes... We'll get stories from the scanner, mm-hmm. which is as raw as it is, okay? Oftentimes, if, and those of you out there who listen to the scanner know, 
you get a phone call, and it turns out to be completely fake. Yeah. I mean, completely fake. Yeah. You'll get the idea. No, sometimes it's not, obviously. They're not all fake. But you start out with the raw data. Yeah. The raw story of gunshots fired. Turns out it's fireworks. Okay? Right. However, sometimes it's not fireworks. Right. Because exactly. the guy ends up in the hospital. Right. right? Yeah. But, and then the family all goes to the hospital. And then you have, and I know nobody likes to talk about gangs, but folks, they're a real thing. Yeah, right. There are gangs. What is a gang? It can sometimes be hard to define. Yeah. Um, well, that's another thing, actually, that's always a source of a topic of discussion is that the you know they have a, a, a list of gang affiliates right and right. that actually that criteria under chief Oliveira has changed to be a little bit more stringent because you know as a defense attorney i've represented people um that are on that gang affiliated list and sometimes they explain what that means because that's a big, big, big problem <laughs> yeah so there's a gang there's a there's a list of known gang affiliates or associates whatever moniker you want to use and People on that list, uh, it can be used um, as a sort of a circumstance to determine probable cause, right? We know this person to be a gang affiliate. We mm -hmm. know this person to be a gang associate. There so, are people in our audience who are on that list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so there's certain like point system criteria. Now, when I've represented people, some of them have been pretty open about that. Like, yeah, well, sure. Uh, but some people, I remember uh, one client in particular saying, I am not a Latin king, nor have I ever been a Latin king, right. but he lived in a neighborhood where Latin kings lived, right? right? <laughs> and so it, it, did, it did jam that client up quite a bit, right. and we were able to come to a very, very amicable uh, agreement with the, with the prosecutors based on everything that had happened. But it is a source of tension for some people who may, again, just live in a particular neighborhood, have particular friends or associates that aren't necessarily engaged in any day-to-day -day, uh, or even any criminal activity and that the, the police are using the list of the gang affiliates to try to move an investigation forward. Right. I, I, look, there are people, there are callers to our radio station who, because they hang around with friends or in a particular club, which has been labeled a, a, a gang, yeah. right? Um, and, and they have FBI and they get surveillance on them from the state police from time to time. They may no longer even be affiliated with it anymore, but right. God forbid... Um, and they have guns, like they're le legally licensed firearms owners. Right. But the government says that they're in a gang. Yeah, right. And it causes additional problems. Or it can, anyway. It, it can cause additional problems. They use it, you know, bail arguments again and right. in, in investigations. It's list, if, it's in the, if they find the person's a gang affiliate, it'll be listed in the police report and all of that. And it can be an additional, like I said, an additional tension on their, uh, in, their, in their criminal case going forward. Uh, you know, bring it up to a judge and a, and a plea bargain and all of that. So it, it, it's something there's, there's court jurisprudence around it. There's... Um, there's, uh, you know, like I said, the police chief Oliveira has made it more stringent, so fewer people will be, will qualify for that list. I think is a good thing too. Oh, and by the way, I, I don't want to say that they don't belong in that list just because they're in our so, audience. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. so, Look, the police have a very difficult job trying to act act to prevent crime. Sometimes to help people from, I can I would say with some of these gangs. There is some serious gang violence going on right now. Sure. Okay. There has been for the last few years between definitive organizations. Yeah. Um, and I'm talking about a couple of different organizations, not necessarily the same conflicts. Um, at the risk 
And actually, I don't want to take the risk, so I'm not going to say it. But, <laughs> so, but yeah, that's good. It's, it's a matter of public record, particularly if you look closely at the public record, that there are certain affiliated organizations that are at violent war with each other right now. 508-996-0500. Also take your messages on the WBSM uh, app chat. So what we'll do, I think, is we'll, we'll take the break now, and then we'll, we'll get to your calls, get to your app chat messages here on WBSM. Let's, let's take that quick break. Stick around. Good evening. We've, uh, we're talking about this uh, developing story where the union, we've got some calls along, we're going to get to them in a second, but we're talking about this uh, developing story where police, the police union posted on Facebook that they've been advised by the administration uh, not to um, report certain crimes uh, and they felt as though they shouldn't do that and they've re- you know reported them anyway. So uh, 508-996-0500 that's on Facebook if you want to check it out but we've got a developing story that Tim Weisberg's working on. We're, let's go to the phones though. The, there's one line open right now. Phone lines are blowing up. Good evening. Hi. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Chris. How are you? Love you. I'm doing really well. I love you too. So listen. Thank you. I really, I really like it when you're on with Marcus because I really, I love Marcus, but I mean it, it was yours to begin with. So you know how I am. I'm old fashioned. <laughs> listen, we all love Marcus. I know, but anyway, but Thank I you. love you. Thank you. So anyway, the bottom line is. Uh, what, what did you say it was that you're talking about now? Well, the police are being told by the by the administration, are being asked, the union is being asked to not um, explain how many major crimes are going on in the city. Right, but you know what another thing I was thinking about as I whatever went around my house and thinking the um, the the fire last week, like they said. Um, well, we don't know why they didn't investigate that longer. They just cut it right up, right, 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 shot and everything. Are you talking about the rooming house fire? That, you know. Are you talking about the rooming house fire? Yeah, because yes. if they cut that right shot, right, so they don't have to investigate anymore, and it, it, it releases the fire department, it releases the mayor, it releases everything. So I really want to think that that should be investigated further, like, like, um... What's his name that does the lighthouse there? Well, the New Bedford Light has done some stories on it, um, and and yeah. I, I would recommend that they they yeah, do some well, long form journalism. We had journalism. Will Senate. Uh, we had Will Senate last. Um, we had Will Senate uh, last week to talk about that story. There was, um, I think, the thing that they have to look into more is that they, you know, that there there was a lot of code violations that might, might have made that situation a little bit less dire than it was. That's uh, right. So that if you, you're trying to cover something up, you're just going to say, uh, write it off as it was the microwave. Well, 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 I think it was a microwave. It was, that there was no code violations, which I, I don't agree with. Well, they, 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 they said it was a microwave, but that, that those, two, those two things are, are sort of, uh, you know, they're, there's, compartmentalizing that it was a microwave but the code violations made it probably made it worse i do think that one of the things the mayor points out is that with these code violations do you end up making everybody in the building homeless yeah to enforce the codes yeah right right and so there's a real tension there i mean we're talking real world stuff in a perfect world obviously you go hey if you don't fix all these things we're closing the place down everybody in the street but those people are then going to be in the street Shawnee, thanks for the call. We've got some other calls on the line we got to get thanks, to. Thanks, Shawnee. 508-996-0500. Good evening. 
Hello. Good evening. Hey. Hey. hey Marcus and Chris. You What's know, up? Uh, Chris, you're Captain America, and Marcus <laughs> is uh, Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah. Thank you. Because Bucky Barnes right. ends up becoming the Winter Soldier. Nice. He I ends like up that. working for the USSR, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then he becomes Captain America after. He does, yeah. The, he does, yeah. You know, it's a satisfying yeah. character arc. Yeah. yeah so he, he wins in the, in the end. You know, uh, with this whole thing with the crime is nothing new. When... Uh, the former police chief, Joseph Cadero, uh, some years ago was to appear in front of the city council. Uh, he gave Brian Gomes his word that he was going to show up. Uh, and That was uh, the former for- police chief, Joe Cadero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And okay. the former uh, police union president, Hank Turgeon, I remember. was there. And he was talking about the crime and his concern about the crime that was happening then. Yeah. And the thing is, he mentioned the hierarchy rule. Uh, which uh, if an individual commits various crimes, it's, it counts as one incident. And then, yeah, that makes sense, uh, In other words, me. the manipulation of the crime numbers that are forwarded to the FBI to make it uh, the crime's m- much lower percentage than what it is. Yeah, but that makes more sense because you're really counting incidents, right? Not necessarily like, you know, if something, if, if all that, you know, if, if, a, if a, a few crimes happen in one incident, they're reporting the incident because if you were to report every single crime that happened, and you put that all together, then it does make it look like there's more incidents than what occurs. So what, what, what you're yeah, saying, Marcus, is that an armed robbery where maybe the guy gets assaulted and there's a gun involved would all be one incident as opposed to a gun charge with an armed robbery yeah, and I'm, assault, Yeah, I'm fairly right? certain that's the, yeah. um, that's the hierarchy well, rule. The way, the way it was explained is if an individual with a rap sheet... And he commits various crimes. It's counted as one incident. Well, it's well one his individual. rap sheet. His rap sheet doesn't really. Uh, the person, the individual's rap sheet doesn't doesn't equate into crime reporting either way because they're counting things that happened, well, not things that happened before. The same crime, but Marcus, if the crime is being committed, uh, you know, in the same year, you know, within. But weeks no, it's, it's 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 case by case. It's not person by person. So if someone has a rap sheet, if someone has a long, uh, if their bop is you know whatever ten pages long and. They're not gonna. They're not gonna say. Well, all of these crimes that happened in this bop are are going to count as one crime because you know, frankly, that it's probably not even all that possible. Because if you have someone having multiple offenses in one year, they're probably getting held uh, on bail and probably getting held on a bail revocation uh, in a case like that. So it's very unlikely someone's committing twenty, thirty well, crimes in a year. In, of, in, yeah, but Marcus, if it's a victim, multiple victims uh, of uh, that criminal. And they're assaulted or whatever, that the, uh, the automobile was stolen or whatever the crime may be, uh, that's still, that's still, have, there's still victims involved and those crimes should be reported as crimes every time they happen, not uh, one guy commits three, three crimes or four crimes within the same week or, or two weeks. And it only counts as reports as yeah. One that's incident. not. I don't think that's uh, a, that's that's not right. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I don't think that's actually what happened. So if there, there was a guy that committed a, a crime or a series of crimes on one day, like an armed robbery with firearms involved or whatever, and then they did it later that week, those two incidents would be reported separately. It wouldn't be. It's not person by person. It's case by case. So what the thing is, I know the mayor is trying to keep down the you know the the uh, the crime numbers and all of that. So he doesn't scare anybody. But if you're going to take care of the problem, uh, you have to address it uh, head on and come up with and not try to hide it. It seems like this is not there's a pattern here of trying to hide uh, what's really happening in the city as far as crime is concerned. You know, and I find that troubling. 
Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks we appreciate call. it. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hello. Oh, hi, guys. Hi, What's Yonia. up? Come on. So I don't, um, I'm wondering if, if you guys could, I have two questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, are all the gangs related to drugs? Are there any, any gangs that are not, like, drug-related? I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think all of them ha- have a financial component to them, yeah, which is drugs. Which is drugs. And then second question, um, that, well, that's what I thought, because I know, you know, when both sheriffs won, they said almost all the... Well, if there's illicit sales, it's probably going to be drugs or firearms, right? So it's, it's probably not probably not many things outside of that scope. Right, violence, drugs, you know, theft. I mean, all, I guess all kinds of things, but I didn't know if any... Had like something else going on, and it wasn't drug related. I don't there, know. Well, there, the street level drug sales that that's a big deal. I would say that you do have motorcycle theft, things like that, because th- there's some of that that's organized to some degree, um, robberies, things like that. But primarily, it's 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 drug related. Yeah, that's why all the violence and all that, because sure. it's not like drugs are uh, if they were legal. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't really know how to solve the drug problem. But anyway, fortunately, it's saying, not your issue. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone knows. Really, you know what I mean? <laughs> we can make you the the drug czar, but that's. But, but go ahead. Like, well, what I do have to say is, whoever's problem it is to solve doesn't seem to really know how to get on the other side of it either. But as far as the younger kids, it seems to me, maybe I've just heard it and noticed it more, but it seems to me. In the last couple of years, it's been younger and younger kids, specifically in New Bedford that I'm talking about, but I've heard about it through other areas, too, that are getting involved in gun crime and brutal crime of, of sorts. So what is that all about? Like, what do you think is causing that to be young? Like, how are these 12, 13, 14-year-olds that we're hearing about having guns in their possession and out committing crimes with them? I, I just, I'm not entirely sure on the juvenile cases and how many mo- like because uh, this is this this case that we're talking about is a juvenile victim. We don't know if that juvenile was involved in anything else other than being a victim of a crime. So it's I think. Oh, but do we know if the person who assaulted him was a juvenile? We, we don't know, don't know anything. No, yet. no, we, we, we oh. still yeah. there's, there's still all suspects are still at large. Right, so right. they haven't told us, but I wonder if... So uh, I would say to you, my friend, because um, I've noticed, for instance, there was a case in Florida where those, those girls, there was a teenage boy and two teenage girls who were killed around the Orlando area by other teenagers. Um, it was a gun crime. They stole the car. They killed, they killed the kids. The kids killed the kids. And one of the suspects, I think, is 15 or 13, something like that. Yeah. And, and I thought, wow, that's tragic. But that was all the way down in Florida. You know what I mean? In other words, I think that when we hear about crime, we have to put it in reference to our own life, okay? Right, but I've heard it more lo- very locally, like specifically New Bedford, a lot in the past few years. So did you, do you feel there's an uptick, or is, am I just tuned into feeling like they're getting younger and younger? Because I never used to hear it. 
Um, oh, I think know. I've been hearing about young kids involved in crimes since I was a young kid. To tell you the truth, I was telling Marcus on the on, I like, was telling Marcus on the way over when I was in elementary school in Freetown Elementary School. A kid in my class got shot in the face by another one. It was mm-hmm. accidental. It was someone's dad's handgun. It was real stupid, and there were a lot of guns in Freetown. Probably still are. Hopefully, there still are. And the kid, you know, a kid took a pistol out of his dad's drawer and. Didn't mean to, but he misfired it, and right. it shot another kid in the face. I mean, that right. was elementary school gunfire, gun crime. Right. That was in I the seventies. Those types of things, but now I feel like kids that are at a young enough age, I think that there should be some kind of a parent or somebody keeping a check on them. And it seems like they're roaming loose. I don't know, Marcus. You, you were in the um, defense, you know, criminal defense. Were they this young? You know, when you were practicing just a few years ago? So um, at the, at, so, so at the New Bedford District Court, there's um, upstairs is all the adults. Downstairs is the juveniles, right? Okay. I, mm-hmm. If you work with the, some, there's some people that are on both lists, but I was on the, there, I was on the adult one. There's some that are on the juvenile list and they Bob take Schilling. care of those cases. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't handle those. So I can't speak to, I mean, I, I've had young, I've had clients that are on the younger side, like, younger than 20 and have a decent criminal record uh, at that age right and yeah. so like that that definitely doesn't it definitely happens people in their early 20s that have a decent criminal record i, I remember talking to somebody um in their you know in their early 20s you know talking about uh, how they felt more comfortable in 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 uh, in jail at that point so it's not something that doesn't occur i, I just don't know the fre- I, just, I just don't know if there's a the frequency or the heightened frequency in which it's occurring yeah, because, I mean, I know there's always been people, you know, from young on, you know, starting in criminal activity. I just, I guess I, it's it's specific to young teenagers with guns, I meant, yeah. that, that specific type of crime that are just out running around threatening people with, or, or attacking people with, with guns. And I'm like, I didn't think I had heard of this up until the last few years, but you know, as frequently, but maybe, hopefully I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, listen, we got to hit a, we got to hit a break. Thanks for the okay, call. We appreciate call. it. Hey, we see some calls online in uh, stay put. We're going to get to them at 508-996-0500. If you want to join in the conversation, let's take a break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. You never know who will call in the South Coast tonight. But they want to hear from you most of all. Call 508-996-0500. Or use the WBSM app to send an app, chat, text message, or leave voicemail. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're taking calls. 508-996-0500 is how you can join. Good evening. Hi. Hey, what's up? Hello. Listen, I'm just really aggravated. I want to talk to Chris right now. Listen, every time I call a lot, like it's like I cut off Shaw, and I don't like that. Because that woman that just calls, I listen to this radio station from morning till I don't even have TV. I listen to Syndicate and everything. And listen, she calls in all the time, and you give her like 10, 15 minutes, and I don't go for that. You understand? I don't know who she is, but you know what? I don't like that because I want my time to talk and say what I want to say. Get it? We Marcus? get it. We do. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you know what? In the future, when I call Shawnee, I need to talk, and then I'm going to talk, and it's going to be whatever. Okay? I love when you call. Yeah, I know you, but you know what? We lost you. Get it? And I don't want to lose you. I want you to be back on the station. Get it? All right, we're working on it. I'm, I'm here. Well, I want you to come back more. Okay, okay? thank you. 
yesterday I turned it all off because I was tuned off, and I went on and I did listen to Syndicate. But you know what? I'm but not going to have. Hun, I, I have real medical problems. You know I'm not going to have him run the whole show now hun, because you know. Hun, now, like, on, that's too bad. No, but Hun, I, I have real medical problems. Sometimes I can't make I know, it. I know, and you know what? I'm for real. Okay, well, I know you. So, are. You know I love what? you. You know, Shawnee shoots from the hip, right from the heart. Right. And I love you. Okay, that's all I got to say is just don't cut me short anymore. Hello. We, we get you. Thank you. Thanks for that. Here's the deal. Um. I let that go on because I like that particular caller. Right. Um, but that is incredibly annoying. I actually don't like when people do that. This job is difficult. I have to run the board, talk to you guys, run the phone. We had full phone lines, so I have to cycle them through. If a caller got particular time, it right. might be because there are fewer callers behind them right. or just the general flow of the conversation. Guys, I don't it's have a real balancing act. Yeah, I don't have a stopwatch here, okay? And by the way, not a single person is entitled besides me, Chris, <laughs> Tim, Phil, Barry, Kate. Not a single person here is entitled to airtime except for the people here behind the microphone. Okay, so we, tr we try to fit everyone in. We, I do. We do have to to jam a lot of really great callers and great hosts into a, into a finite amount of yeah, time. Yeah, and I've got commercial breaks and stuff like that. So listen, if you feel like I cut you off, sorry, but calling in to complain about it is something that is not helpful. It is actually pretty annoying it's disrespectful and it's inconsiderate of the work that i put in that chris puts in that we all put in to try to give you guys a platform to talk okay um so we 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 have but we do we do we do love all of you we really do so guys i wouldn't take the calls otherwise right 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 i wouldn't take the right, calls otherwise right. if i didn't want to hear from you guys i just wouldn't take the calls i don't have to do that no we could play um cool songs yeah <laughs> Exactly. You talk about television. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I don't. It's you know. I'm. We're, we're doing our best here. So in about ten minutes, we'll have Evan Bielski, Lieutenant Evan Bielski of the Beaver Police Department. He's going to flush out some of these stories for us. He's going to help us understand what is going on here in the city of New Bedford um, with the hiring, with the retentions. Look, guys, if you're not so already tuned in to the to the police union facebook page i would encourage you to do it because they give you a lot of information in fact so much information that the police administration is, re is requesting that they back off a little bit we're going to find out more about that but there is a lot going on in the city but again i think it's important to put it in the context of your own personal experience right so as an example you may live in new bedford but you may find none of what we talk about relevant to your life because you don't know a 13 year old's been shot right right you live up around Saskatoon. you live down the peninsula you don't have these problems all right um you may want but you may also realize that's why you pay a little more car insurance than someone in fairhaven as an example right right um why your homeowner's insurance for instance is a little more expensive because you have more say property crimes or yeah. uh, things of that nature. Um, I know that it is an urban environment. It's funny. I have relatives of married to the family who live in the suburbs around the city who come into the city every weekend for dinner, things like that, right? Do some shopping, whatever. And they always say to me, and these are New York people, Boston people, they go, 
I don't understand why I'm hearing all these bad things about New Bedford. I don't have that experience. Yeah. I said, look, I don't have that experience in New York City. I don't have that experience in Boston yeah. either. I mean, generally speaking, you go about your business. I would say that um, I'm horrified by some of the crimes I hear about and see on the New York subways. Or the sure. Boston subway, the Boston T, you know. In fact, I had a conversation with a relative recently who lives in South Boston who doesn't have to, but he takes the T, all right, out of Andrews Square around. And the other day, because he's, he's doing some medical stuff, I said to him, hey, do me a favor. You can afford it. Use the Uber. Yeah, right. right? And he says, because I'm not a victim. I said, I know you aren't, but right. I, I'd, I'd prefer if you were, if you were stayed <laughs> out of the tube, right? Yeah. Stay above ground. He, you know, he's in great shape, all of that stuff. But he's in his 70s. Yeah. And um, sometimes some of those people in the tubes are out of their mind. Listen, we got to take a break. We got some calls on the line. Let's, let's, uh, let's take a break now so we can take those calls. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Farrow is holding the fourth down with us. Good evening. Hello. Yeah, Shawnee is a windbag. Oh, come on. Come oh, come on. on. That's not Let's nice. Let's not be like that. He's a know-it-all windbag. <laughs> That's not nice. Come on, be be nice. <laughs> um, is, is there that any, all you got? Is there anything else? Productive you got to say? All right. So, 508-996-0500. Come on, guys. Let's be nice to each other. We're a big family. Yeah, I don't, I don't like other callers going at other callers. Yeah. It's not. So, um... We we have Evan Bielski coming up in the next hour. He's the lieutenant for the um, New Bedford Police Department, head of the union as well. We're going to talk about the crimes that have been going on in the city of New Bedford, the tension between the union and the police department administration about public disclosure of, of some of the big crimes that are going on, the tension with the staffing, what's going on with... The dispatchers, the lack of dis yeah. dispatchers, all of that stuff. So it's really relevant to your life, uh, and, and as a region, because some of your you are gaining police officers. The New Bedford Police Department's losing. I look at you, Fairhaven. I look at you, Dartmouth. You're gaining the New Bedford police officers that are that are fleeing the department. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember last time the Lieutenant was on. He, he talked about a 17 year veteran going to Lakeville. And uh, that person was a detective, so it was a lot of experience there. So, um, but five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to get your last word in before the uh, before the eight o'clock hour, before the eight o'clock news. Again, Sean Oliver is joining us at uh, nine. Um, he's going to react to this story as well, but he also wants to talk about that city services app. Tim Weisberg's got a great story on that too for follow up. If you want to check it out now, actually, I think that would be good. And then you can hear Sean Oliver talk a little bit more about the benefits of that. But he's also going to react to this story. Um, and and I, I think that's going to be very valuable for a lot of people that do call in and ask about certain things that they want to be done, you know, to Mayor Mitchell or other uh, other uh, members of the New Bedford government. And our own Kay Robinson has a story about the 13-year-old that was yeah. shot in the city of New Bedford. We'll ask Evan Bielski what he can tell us about that. And there's some stuff he might not, might not be able to tell us, obviously, folks. But uh, Kay Robinson has a story about a 13-year-old who was shot and dropped off, dropped off at St. Luke's Hospital yeah. here in the city. Yeah, that's developing, but if you want to get updates, you can you can check that out on WBSM.com as well. Um, you know, we are as close to real time as possible, and uh, we'll be here. We'll be talking to Lieutenant Bielski in the 8 o'clock hour, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Should we ask Evan what his favorite TV show is? We can. And we're going to have to do that. Oh, yeah, you, you asked Sheriff Hodge, and he said Bonanza. Bonanza. Which makes sense. I, I, think, I think that inspires everything. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so... Um, so oh, I thought it might be Adam Twelve. 
that was a show before your time, Marcus. I caught it in the reruns, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Twelve's Adam Twelve was about Los Angeles Police Department. Mm-hmm. The um, not the Los Angeles Police Department, you know, from rap music. Just the the st- <laughs> the straight by the book, perfect haircuts, perfect uniforms, <laughs> real nice guys. Just the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Um, but yeah, so we'll um, we'll be again. We're, we're going to be talking with Lieutenant Bielski. Looking forward to that conversation and. Then uh, later we'll be joined by you. We'll also be joined by Sean Oliver. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. If you want to chime in on the conversation that way, however you'd like to interact, you can here with us. And Marcus, uh, Sean 